Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, let's make fun of the Chicago Blackhawks. They just made a baffling trade, getting rid of 24-year-old 40-goal scorer Alex Dabrinkit for the 7th pick, 39th pick, and a future 3rd round pick. We'll be talking about that, talking about why, to me, it makes absolutely no sense, uh, and what this could mean for Vladimir Tarasenko's trade value. Also, we're going to be continuing to talk about the draft tonight. Plus, I asked you guys on Twitter to drop your dream Vladimir Tarasenko trade packages. They're still coming in right now as I'm recording. So I'm going to be going over some of those, giving my thoughts, how realistic those might be, and more. I'm going to try to get this episode out quickly because the draft is starting soon. Um, So, you know, another episode tomorrow. But this episode should be fun. Sort of recording it off the cuff right after the Debrinket trade happens. So it's going to be a fun one. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hyman, as always, and got a busy, busy episode for you today. I was actually planning on recording this after the draft, maybe like tomorrow or something, getting a double upload, but then the Blackhawks did something really dumb, and I thought, hey, why not take an episode and talk about that and what it might mean for the St. Louis Blues? So, before we get into that, I want to thank anyone out there who makes Locked On Blues your first listen. Free and available on all podcast platforms, plus YouTube. Appreciate you guys making this part of your daily routine, uh, making the episodes part of your daily routine. Uh, yesterday's episode is do- doing really well on YouTube so far um, and on uh, streaming as well. So really appreciate that. Really appreciate the support. Um, it's been a bit of a bit of a rocky transition uh, since I've, been, I've taken on the, the show solo, but really appreciate the feedback and all the support I've gotten from you guys. Uh, and yesterday's episode is probably the best one. Uh, at least performance-wise, since the change. So really appreciate that. But without further ado, let's just talk about the trade that just happened. Um, the Chicago Blackhawks have been shopping 24-year-old, 40-goal scorer, stud, star player, Alex Dabrinkit. They've been shopping him for a little bit now. Um, and then about 20 minutes ago-ish, they tweeted out the little eyes emoji. Uh, the Blackhawks official Twitter tweeted out the eyes emoji. Oh, what? Is something big coming? And, you know, you figured, okay, that might be Dabrinkit. Um, and then it was announced that Debrinket was being traded to the Ottawa Senators, uh, and and I think a lot of people, myself included, looked at that looked at that initial news and was like, oh boy, the Senators, yikes! You know, they're they're not a well run organization. They must have gotten themselves fleeced. They must have given up a ton for Alex Debrinket. I mean, look at it. You know, he's 24 years old. He is a potentially a superstar in this league. He scored 40 goals. Um, he's only going to get better. He is a really, really, really good talent and. I assumed there was a lot of teams going after him, chasing after him. Uh, news breaks that the Ottawa Senators gave up the 7th overall pick in this year's draft, tonight's draft, the 39th pick in tonight's draft, and then a 2024 third round pick. And I was like, that that's it? It's like the, the, the Family Guy meme where they offer Peter Griffin a boat or a box, a mystery box. And he's like, wow, there could be anything in this mystery box, even a boat. It's like... What are you doing? You know, this isn't a spectacular draft. After the top five is a crapshoot. You don't know what you're getting after the top five. It could be good. It could be bad. But it's like, what are the chances that at seven overall, you get someone better than Alex Dabrinkit or as good as Alex Dabrinkit? 
probably pretty low. 40 goal scorers that are 24 years old do not grow on trees in this league. They are very, very difficult to find. He had a ton of skill. Yeah, he's a little undersized, but infinite skill. He was only getting better. He had drastically improved each season with the Chicago Blackhawks. And now they just dump him for, you know, just just pushing back their timeline by a couple of years. Anyone that they get at seven overall is like, you're, you're looking for about the same player that, as Alex Dabrinkit. You're looking at, if you have the seventh overall pick, you're looking for a young player that you can build your team around that can propel an offense or anchor a defense. And what was Alex Dabrinkit? A young player who can propel your offense. Okay, yeah, he's 24, but like, are you really that set on rebuilding that a 24-year-old is too old for your timeline? Like, I just don't understand, A, why they even traded him, but B, why they traded him for what they did. They didn't get a single roster player back in this move. Their their lineup next season is going to be horrendous at this rate. Um, You know, they, they're not... Very, very small chance that this Debrinket trade turns into anyone that is going to be in the lineup for the Blackhawks next season. Maybe the seventh overall pick, if they get lucky, will be on the day one opening roster, but that's rarely how it happens. You know, the first round picks immediately playing in the NHL is rare. Um, First round picks ever playing in the NHL isn't even a guarantee. There have been seventh overall picks in years past that have busted. And you know what? The Chicago Blackhawks, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't, I don't understand, like, like, are they, are they just, just punting this season? Are they, are they completely trying to retool like i i just don't understand what could have led them to to making this sort of move yes to bring it i think he's on an expiring contract um this season let me double check that really quick um let's see alex to bring contract yeah he's on a three-year extension that is up in 2022. Yeah, so this is the final year. Oh, no, he has next year, next year as well. Oh, no, yeah, no. So this upcoming year is his final year of his contract. Apologies there. So, okay, maybe the Blackhawks didn't want to pay him big money in the year. Sure, I guess you could make that argument. But it's like, man, they could have done so much better for that. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love to laugh at the Blackhawks' misery. Um, I think it's something that... <laughs> is uh is is good for the central division you know the blues are a, a team that is going to be competing in the central division and not saying the blackhawks were because i don't think the blackhawks had have, have the capability of competing in the central division anytime soon but they certainly made their odds a heck of a lot worse getting rid of arguably their best forward in alex to and it looks like they're also shopping kirby Dak, who is just as good as to you know just, just as much potential as to so if that's all they accepted for Kirby Dat or for Alex Brinkett, who knows what else they're going to get. I don't know. In this upcoming second and third segment, though, I'm going to be talking about potential Vladimir Tarasenko trade packages and what the Debrinket news may mean for his trade value. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right coconut brownie chunk built bar you know it you love it in the now deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen they are good for you low calorie low sugar high protein all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out they're going fast 
because they taste amazing. Best part about Bell Puffs, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They are a perfect treat, perfect for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you need a quick, healthy snack. They are an excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com right now. Get your box of coconut brownie chunk Bill Puffs right now. Go to Built.com. When you're there, use code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. So, the Brinkett got traded for not that much. What does this mean for Vladimir Tarasenko's trade value? I've got a lot of replies on Twitter. I'm going to try to sift through them a couple. I just asked on Twitter, if you got a dream Vladimir Tarasenko trade package, what might it be? But I just now got a reply that I think is pretty telling. Um, my initial reaction to this trade was, oh, crap. If, if a 24-year-old 40-goal scorer is only going for you know, a, a seventh overall pick and then a second-round pick and a future pick, what the heck does that mean for Tarasenko's trade value? But... Andy on Twitter says, although Dabrinkit is only 24, keep in mind Armstrong's counter on why Tarasenko is more valuable. Although he's six years older, he's bigger and stronger, a proven cup winner slash leader, hasn't needed a Patrick Kane to score, and has offensively flourished in defensive-minded systems. I think that is a perfect argument. It it even convinced me (laughs) why this might not be complete dire straits for Tarasenko's trade value. Um... Obviously, the fact that Tarasenko has had a public trade request for about a year now doesn't help his trade value. You know, it's he's got the leverage. The other teams have the leverage. It's not like, you know, the Blues can sit here and pick and choose and, and wait for the best offer. They, you know, depending on the severity of the trade request, they might be, their hand might be forced. But then again, this is kind of what we saw, thought last offseason as well, where, oh man, they're just going to have to accept whatever good deal comes their way because Tarasenko has all the leverage and he's forcing his way out. But they waited and they didn't feel pressured to make a move if they didn't have one. Tarasenko stuck around and had a career year for the St. Louis Blues. And now here we are a year later uh, having the same conversation, which obviously is is disappointing. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, we're still having this conversation. Vladimir Tarasenko, his jersey's on my wall right there. He's been my favorite player. He's been my favorite Blues player since I... I uh, became a fan. He was the reason why I became a Blues fan, watching him in his rookie year. I just fell in love with him and the rest of the team. So it's it's a disheartening conversation. But the fact of the matter is the Blues have a little bit of, of shedding that they could do to the forward core and improve their team otherwise. I, I don't remember where I th- saw it. I think it was on Twitter somewhere. Someone basically said, in an offense as good as the St. Louis Blues have, Tarasenko's honestly a luxury. Like, you don't need a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko on the St. Louis Blues for them to produce offensively. Obviously, he adds a certain element to the team. You know, he might be their danger, most dangerous goal scorer. Not might be. He probably is their most dangerous goal scorer in isolation, just in terms of, you know, creating something out of nothing, that wicked wrist shot that he has. So it's if and when Tarasenko gets traded, it would be a huge loss for the St. Louis Blues in that aspect. But the potential of moves that you could make and players that you could bring in excites me and, you know, hopefully excites some of you guys. I know it's terrible and sad and we love Vladimir Tarasenko and that that's going to hurt. You know, the day that I wake up or whatever, the tweet comes on my phone of Tarasenko to blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what the return is. It's going to sting. You know, it's going to be hard watching him suit up in another team. But if you want to win a Stanley Cup, another Stanley Cup, 
your best bet way to do it might be by trading Vladimir Tarasenko, or not might be, you know, I prefer they keep him and run it back, but given the circumstances, you could technically improve your chances at winning a Stanley Cup if you get rid of Vladimir Tarasenko. This team has plenty of goal scorers. They had like nine twenty goal scorers on their offense last year. Their entire top nine was ridiculously good. You can afford to lose a guy like that as much as it sucks, as much as it hurts. It makes sense. Um, now I'm going to be looking through some of the replies I've gotten on Twitter talking about some of the potential trade offers. First of all, let's get some of the more unrealistic ones out of the way. Tarasenko, the St. Louis for Tarasenko, signs eight-year extension for below market value. That comes from Sieb41. As much as I wish Tarasenko would sign an eight-year extension for below market value, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, he has proven that he wants out. He has not rescinded his trade request. He still would like to move on. So even if the Blues don't trade him this offseason, which I don't think is a guarantee, you know, we saw the same exact song and dance last season and then they just didn't trade him. So we might be in that same boat. I still don't think he would resign here, but who knows? Anything could happen. Things could change. I don't know. Um, Here's an interesting one from Art Lippo. He says Tarasenko stays and they trade Jordan Kairou slash Ivan Barbashev for Jacob Chikorin. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, Jacob Chikorin, yes, great. Tarasenko staying, yes, great. Barbashev trade, okay. I, I can get with behind that. Kairou trade, I don't know. I don't know if that that's something that I love. Obviously, if you're going after a guy like Jacob Chikorin, it would take a trade of a guy like Jordan Kairou. However, because of the fact that I think they're if there's if you had to pick a forward that they're going to trade, I'd say Tarasenko is number one. Maybe Barbashev's like number two. But I don't I don't see them making a Jordan Kairou trade before they make a Vladimir Tarasenko trade. Just because if the Blues are under the assumption that they're potentially going to be trading Vladimir Tarasenko, they're going to want to keep their forward core as strong as they possibly can. Um, and that would be to them keeping a guy like Jordan Cairo, even though he's been inconsistent, even though he's you know slowed down in the second half of the regular season two years in a row and struggled a little bit in the playoffs. He still is an incredibly dynamic talent who is young, who is still learning, who's still growing in this league. And I don't think you trade him just based on what the Blackhawks just did and how everybody instantly flamed them for getting rid of Alex Brinkett. Getting rid of Jordan Cairo, I think, would be a similar mistake, unfortunately. However, if it can bring you a guy like Jacob Chikorin, maybe, maybe. Uh, let's see what else we got in the replies. Uh, Nick Bard says, Tarasenko and Scandella for to Philadelphia for one of Sanheim slash Provorov and Konechny. That would be spectacular. I'm not sure if he's saying Sanheim and Konechny or Provorov and Konechny or one of the three, but any any scenario where you get a guy like Sanheim or Provorov for a guy that wants out in Vladimir Tarasenko, that is a great deal. I would love to see Tarasenko be traded to Philly for that package. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's something that we've been talking about for forever. There's been so many episodes that Tommy and I did of which top four defensemen is Vladimir Tarasenko going to get traded for, and then none of it happened. So, you know, we can sit here and, and provide hypotheticals and throw out names all we want. We don't know what the trade is going to be. We don't even know if a trade's going to happen. It could happen between the second and third segment. It could happen during the draft. It could happen next month. It could never happen. So, like, these hypotheticals are fun. Um... And I really, really hope that the Blues can go out and add a top four defenseman somehow. And I think the Vladimir Tarasenko trade is the best way to do it. But we don't know what his market value is. Uh, and I think Travis Sanheim or Ivan Provorov and Konechny might be a little steep, especially considering what the Brinkett just got. You might need to throw in a little bit more there if you're the St. Louis Blues, which I'm fine with. If you're getting Travis Sanheim slash Ivan Provorov and Konechny, 
wonderful. I'm, I'm willing to hear out a lot of potential trade packages for that. I don't know. We'll see. In this third and final segment, I'm going to be looking at the rest of the trade proposals that you guys gave me, talking about them, giving my reaction to them, and more. Make sure you stay tuned. But before that, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the car parts you need. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, so one trade. Obviously, people are going to suggest it. Obviously, I want it. St. Louis fans want it. Tarasenko for Matthew Kachuk would be great. Kachuk is apparently being shopped. Similar situation to the Philadelphia trade that I just covered. I think it would take more than Tarasenko. I don't think you could just do a one-for-one Tarasenko for Kachuk. And I also just don't think it's that realistic. I don't know how attainable a guy like Matthew Kachuk is going to be. I think he would uh, I think he would garner a pretty hefty trade package. Uh, but then again, based off of what the Brinket just went for, who knows? I could be wrong. So I'm sure that's that's a trade that I'll continue to talk about, continue to um, continue to discuss, continue to analyze. Uh, a couple more trades coming in. Uh, trade ideas. This one comes from Jacob. He says the Rangers get Vladimir Tarasenko, the Blues get Libor Hayek, Patrick Nemeth, and a seventh round pick. Mm, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it helps out with their defense. Um, but I feel like you could do better than just Hayek, Nemeth, and a seventh. Hayek would be a great addition. Uh, Nemeth, maybe just be a seventh defenseman, maybe, maybe a top six defenseman for the St. Louis Blues. And then a seventh round pick, you're not really doing much with. But um, sorry, I appreciate you, Jacob. Uh, Decent idea. I, I would, again, anything that you can do where you bring in a top four defenseman, I'm all on board with, especially considering Tarasenko is asking out. You know, you get the best possible return you can for him. You upgrade the team as much as possible. It's not so much about, you know, getting a market return. It's more so just about finding the right fit for the team. And then the last uh, group of trade ideas I wanted to talk about, since the Carolina Hurricanes are a pretty heavily rumored team in the Tarasenko sweepstakes, there are a couple of ideas. Um, this first one comes from Nick Bard again. He says Nikash and more from Carolina or a futures package from LA. So I don't, I don't know if they would trade Tarasenko for a forward. I think again, if the deal is right and a forward is their best return, then yeah, that would make sense. But again, if they're trading Tarasenko, I think it would make the most sense to trade him for a defenseman, especially because you got guys, uh, like Jake neighbors, Zach Bolduck, uh, Dakota Joshua, guys that weren't in the roster last year that could be competing for a forward spot this year. I think it would make more sense to try to upgrade the defense. And then in terms of that LA Kings trade, I don't see them trading Tarasenko for just prospects and picks. Maybe not, or probably not, I should say, just because I think they're still in win-now mode. I think getting rid of Tarasenko for players that aren't going to impact the roster for at least a few years isn't what the Blues want to do. I think if they're going to trade Tarasenko, it's going to be a hockey trade that gives them a guy that can immediately fill into the lineup now, or clearing up cap space so they can sign a guy in free agency. So that, I guess, would make sense for the LA Kings trade. I did believe I got one more... uh, trade from the Carolina Hurricanes and this one comes from Fuselite on Twitter he says since Canes are a rumored team 
something with Slavin or Pesci, chances are next to zero percent of happening. Would love to have Slavin. I, I, look, Slavin is one of the best defensemen in the league. He is incredibly underrated. If the Carolina Hurricanes are willing to give him up for Vladimir Tarasenko, I am completely on board. Uh, he is a really, really, really good defenseman. Uh, same with Brett Pesci. Not quite as good as Slavin, but similar. You know, if you can get either of those guys, I mean, Justin Falk has played with them, so he can give you the the advice there. And we all know how well that worked out for the Blues. You know, Justin Falk's been great for us. So, yeah, I would love to see something like that. Um, the final trade uh, proposal comes from Richard Clay. He says, I think it will be a tad underwhelming. Me too. He says, New Jersey Devils graves a second in a prospect. I would like that. I would love that trade. I think Graves is a guy that can fit in this defense. He can grow with this defense. He kind of adds some youth to your defense that you don't have right now. A second round pick, great. The Blues have had great success in the second round and a prospect, whoever that may be. Cool. I would love that trade. Uh, New York Islanders, Bavillier and Sam Bolduck. Same thing. I don't think they're going to trade Tarasenko for a forward. They might, but I would assume that they're going to go after a defenseman with that trade. I don't know. They might not even trade him. You know, if you listen to the show, if you've listened to the show for a while and you've listened to an episode that premiered probably about a year ago, I bet you I was having the exact same conversation that I'm having with you guys now. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the trades that I just discussed were discussed a year ago, less than a year ago, whatever. As the Tarasenko trade rumors were heating up, it was all the same trades and then nothing happened. So I can sit here all I want and give you guys hypothetical trades and I hope one of those happens. Those were all great ideas, and I think those would all really improve the St. Louis Blues, but the fact of the matter is we have no idea what's going on. Um, The draft is in two hours. I'm going to be uploading this episode a little bit earlier than usual um, just so you guys have time to listen to it before the draft and before uh, everything changes because who knows? Tarasenko could get traded tonight, and this episode could be immediately just uh, incorrect. So I hope that's the case. Not I hope that's the case, but... Um, I hope that's the case in the sense that I hope they make a huge blockbuster move that makes the team a lot better. Let's go with that. Either way, I'll have everything that happens for you covered here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. Finally getting back into a good routine this week. Uh, I know episodes have been sporadic ever since the the change in me becoming the full-time solo host, but this week I'm getting back into it with a draft and free agency right around the corner. So appreciate you guys bearing with me. Appreciate all the support, all that fun stuff. Uh, Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. That way you never miss a new episode. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well, at Locked On Blues. We're getting close to 400 subscribers, which is really, really cool. Uh, on the road to a million. Long road. I'm, I'm joking, but, you know, technically on the road to a million. Um, <laughs> but more realistically, on the road to 400. Let's go with that. Uh, so follow Locked On Blues on all of our various social accounts, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you guys so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.